host, Bob Knock, at Eagle's Quest. We want to invite you to come and listen to our program Mondays at 6 p.m. Where we want to uplift the Lord. We want to exalt His name. We want to give Him all praise. Once again, Las Vegas, join us here at Eagle's Quest every Monday, 6 p.m. Here at KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, report, have a prayer request, or just like have a general comment, we'd love to hear from you. The number that you would dial would be 702-650-5588. I say again, the local number is 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And that number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website, and that is audio and visual, and I'm waving to you right now. God bless. That website address is www.kkvv.com. Also, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we encourage you to visit our website. Again, that's www.savethelostlv.org. Just select the date that you'd like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. In addition to that, uh, we have part one and part two of the series that we're in right now, which is called Double Vision. Part one was judging, part two was presumptuous sins, and part three today will be resist. So we really, really like you to stay um, focused, stay prayed up, and really get encouraged, get blessed, and we have a powerful series for you. Again, it's called Double Vision. Also, if you have a cell phone, most of us do, I really encourage you to take down this number, lock it in your contacts, and this is how you can listen to KKVV on your cell phone. You can listen right now, and that number would be 563-999-3194. I say again, 563-999-3194. Also, Save the Lost at All Costs is being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, you can catch us on iTunes. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. So I told you we are in the third part of our Double Vision series, and it is Resist. We will be talking about Resist today. So I want to get right to it. 
And I told you that I purposed in my heart to share with you a Greek word every week. So I've done that in 2018. That was something that I wanted to do for you. Well, guess what? I have my third Greek word. And I am ready. It comes out of Strong's number 436. Again, it occurs in Strong's number 436. And the Greek word is antihisteme. Antihisteme. It comes out of two Greek words. Anti, and that would be Strong's 473. And it means instead of, a substitute. Uh, and histeme in Strong's 2476, it means cause to stand, to make a stand. So let's look at the word together. So I'm going to say it again. It is antihisteme, and you need to know how to spell it. So how to spell it would be A-N-T-H-I-S-T-E-M-I. Let me spell that again for you. A N T H I-S-T-E-M-I. And there will be an accent over the E. Now, this appears in the Word of God 14 times. And it appears uh, all in the New Testament. And God willing, we will be able to get to where it occurs all throughout the New Testament. Now, antihisteme, it means to set against, withstand. Hold one's ground, refusing to be moved or pushed back, forcibly declaring one's personal conviction without giving up or letting go. It's also a military term in classic Greek, meaning to strongly resist an opponent. Resist, withstand, oppose, like I said, forcibly, strongly, unmoving, unwavering. Now, I have had experience in the military as enlisted and as an officer uh, for over 10 years. I served my country. And as a person who's considered a soldier, when you're given an order, you have to execute that order. And you have to execute it no matter what. So if you're in the heat of battle, You still have to execute that order. You have to hold that position. You have to hold that front line. You hold it until death. If that's what it takes, you will not be moved. You will be dug in. And it is the only thing that you think about. And it's the only thing that you are going to do. There's nothing else that can enter into your mind. I don't care where the bombs are landing. I don't care what's going on around you. You accept that command. You execute that command. And you execute it unto death. That's what we're talking about. That you would hold a position. Nothing will cause you to move. We are talking about resist today and we're going to look at it in a spiritual realm but there's also a physical manifestation that will occur to support what is done in the spiritual realm so again resist is our topic for today and I am going to go to first Peter chapter 5 and I'm going to look at verses 8 and 9 and then we're going to go and look at where it occurs uh, elsewhere in the New Testament okay the word resist and again, the Greek word be antihisteme. Alright, so let's get to it. We are in 1 Peter. We're going to go to chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 8. And we're going to look at verses 9. 
Now, the word of God says this, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 9. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now, if we go up to verse 5, let's see what verse 5 says. And again, we're in 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's look at verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. All right. Here we have a dilemma. And what I want you to understand is that before you can resist Satan, we must bow before God. I'm going to say that again. Before you can resist Satan, you must bow before God. Many resist God and his godly instructions and end up submitting to and serving Satan. You got to make a decision here, people. We have a caller on the line. We're going to take the call, and then we're going to get right back to our discussion today. Hello. Thank you for waiting. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah. I was just, you made a comment in regards to your military service, and it just dawned on me that since um, the current president, Donald J. Trump, is the commander-in-chief, is it safe to say that those under him are being, uh, are, are being, um, um, the word is is not subject to his authority and being rebellious against him and actually um, committing um, um, insubmission well, or whatever that military the, term when, the, I, when the an word, officer does. The word would be insubordination. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It was on my heart. <laughs> I, I understand. And how are yes. you, woman of God? So I'm good very, to hear your voice. Yes. I, I, the reason why I didn't call you this past, like I normally call you because it was a holy day. I understand. So, but um, but that just dawned on me because if that's the case, they're in rebellion. I don't care what their title is as far as their office. They're disrespecting his office as their leader and, okay. and, and regards. And, and even in what you said, your topic, they have to abide by whatever the authorization that he or the command that he gives, whether they, they want to or not, and and not rebel anymore like they've been doing because it's not fair to the people if he gives an order because we're all been put in jeopardy okay. like in the, in the field. Well, let, let me say this to you. Go ahead. As a person that has served in the military, mm-hmm. um, what you are saying has great weight and merit. Mm-hmm. However, officers are removed from the position of leadership all the time because it's called dereliction of duty in addition to that, when confidence has lost in a particular officer or a leader, he is not or she is not able to effectively lead. See, when confidence is lost or you're in dereliction of your duty, then you're going to be removed. It causes a problem. So this is the dilemma that we have right now because, and I'm not saying that's what's happening right now. But what I'm telling you is that there are remedies to that. 
because there could be somebody that's in leadership that's not fit to serve. And that has to be determined. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's always people who check on the leaders. A leader cannot lead without following what it is that he's been given. God is our leader. He's the head. And then there's people up under God that has been put in authority over us. However, if they usurp God's authority, then that causes them to be derelict in duty and they're not serving effectively because they are not adhering to what is being instituted as far as that that has set it up. So here in America, there's a United States Constitution. In addition to that, there are different regulations in reference to military justice. And things have to be adhered to because there are times when people who are put in leadership do not effectively adhere to the responsibility and the authority that they have been given and they step out of that. And when they step out of that, that's a problem. That's why I made the statement that when you do not bow before the Lord and you cannot resist Satan. See, the thing is, is that there are people who say that they are believers, but their actions are totally against what the word of God is representing and who the kingdom is representing. So it's not enough to say that you are. You have to be a doer and a hearer of the word. In addition to that, as far as leadership, we understand in the Bible that God constantly talked about a type of character that was needed in order to be a leader. And some people are put in positions and they do, they totally lack the character to actually be in the position so it's very obvious when man promotes a person into leadership and when God promotes a person into leadership because if you will not bow to God if you will not adhere to his word and his precepts and to his commands then you're serving Satan Amen. so you know that's that's where we are and I'm hoping that you know in any area of leadership people will use God's standards I'm glad that 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 you spoke that very well, and I appreciate that. And that's what you know. It dawned on me when there's no such thing as interfaith um, uh, gatherings mm-hmm. because there's only one. That I, I called a program earlier, and I was at a, a gathering that they said it's an interfaith thing. You know, people coming together. You you can't unite with someone like you just put it, who disrespects and, and disowns the very Creator that made us. Amen. And 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 come under His leadership through His Son that he gave away back to him. Well, the thing is, is that you can go, but you have to be steadfast in who you represent. See, that's the whole thing. We will be invited to many things. It does not mean that we are supposed to follow what is being presented. And, And, you know, I go out in the community, just like you go out in the community, to see what is going on, to see what people are gravitating to. Is it an emotional gravitation, or is it based on the foundation of the Word of God? Because we're going to go into that. See, that's what Satan looks for. You know, it says that he was roaming like a lion to see who he can devour. And we know in the natural, lions hunt in packs. It's called a pride. Very few times where you see a lion go outside of the pride they don't do that they hunt in packs they hunt in the cover of night a lot of them because they do their intelligence they are looking to see uh how 
their prey moves, how they are in formation, and a lot of times how they get a particular prey is that they just stray a little bit from the formation. Just a little bit, and that's when they pounce, and several of them attack. It's not just one person doing the attacking in the pride. It's several that are doing attacking until they can get to the juggler vein, and usually once they get to the uh, juggler vein, that's a very painful death because you have to bleed out, and there's still a struggle, you know, because you have to uh, expose the neck. And uh, this person uh, or animal uh, is putting up resistance. So the thing is, is that we have to be very vigil in how we care for the weaker. And usually the stronger ones will be in the front and be in the back. And then sometimes through the side, the flank, where you're not expecting it to come, that's where they come. And the thing is, is that those who are steadfast in the faith, they understand that. They expect the attack, and they hold their position. But see, when you're not steadfast in the faith, and you're not resisting as God's standard of resisting, then you are subject to be taken down. And so this is what I'm talking about in reference to our double vision series, is that I want people to understand what God means spiritually when he says resist. You know, a lot of people say, well, I did resistant training. I lift a couple of weights. <laughs> you know, that's called resistant training. Oh, I did a couple of, you know, calisthenics. You know, I, we're not talking about muscle here. <laughs> we're talking about your very life. Amen. Amen. So, you know, that's what I want people to stop getting into the natural and step into the supernatural. Amen. Why this is important. And Peter, of all people, know this. Peter... Peter fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane. How many times did Jesus come up to him and tell him, this is not the time to sleep? (laughs) So a lot of us are sleeping, and this is not the time to sleep. In addition to that, Peter let his emotions and his temper uh, get the best of him in the garden and sliced off a man's ear. (laughs) So when we're emotional, we are not being vigilant. You know, it talks about uh, being sober-minded. You have to have respect for your enemy. You better know something about him. You better know how he rose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I'm in agreement, but if somebody is my enemy, trust and believe. Mm-hmm. I am going to study that enemy. Mm-hmm, because it means that I'm better protected. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's like it said, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Wise as that which is you do. So my thing is, is that you have to respect them. It doesn't mean that you agree with them. It means that you respect them. So be sober of the spirit. That's what they're talking about. And then you recognize him by being alert. How can you recognize something if you're not alert? Yes. You, you hit the hammer on the nail when you said respect. And that's one thing we're not getting with this president. He's not giving the respect of being in the position that he is. And the believers are not recognized that it's the Almighty that has placed him there for such a time as this just like the prior administrations before. I, I, I receive that. I receive that. God sets up leaders, yeah, so but he sets up leaders for us to be able to look at yeah. characters. Yeah, character, and, you, and it's yeah. not your job no. to uh, question God. We mm-hmm. talked about judging. Yeah. My whole thing is that if you see someone in a position of leadership, make sure you look at yourself in the mirror. Amen. Amen. Make we sure that you do what, you, do, do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. If you see a brother says, we're not supposed to go out and 
condemn or criticize them. We're supposed to pray for them. You know, and then if the Holy Spirit should lead us to make that correction, we go with the spirit of humility, unless we fall even worse than where they've fallen. Well, the thing is, God will put people in place to speak to them. Everybody couldn't go to Pharaoh. You didn't have a million people going to Pharaoh. Okay? You didn't have a million people going to King David. God has his specific people that he assigns to speak to the leaders. You know, that's what we have to understand. You know, because we're not believing God to do what he is already going to do. It's his kingdom. Hello? It's his kingdom. He's got it under control. See, the thing is, is that we need to, uh, make sure that we're living right. Because I cannot go before the Lord Jesus Christ with Donald Trump's report card. I can't do that. See, the thing is, he called me. I have to come and give an account for myself. So a lot of people are quick to talk about other people. And my whole thing is that God is not asking you about other people. He's asking you about you. So at the end of the day, it's nice that everybody knows about everybody else. But I suggest, I strongly suggest that you get into a relationship and check yourself with your God. So that, that's where I am with it, sis. Am I, am I all right with it? Am I driving down your street? You hear me honking outside? That was my word this morning. It was in Psalm, uh, what was it, one, I mean, Psalm 33, 8. Amen. It was about fear, fear y'all, and let the whole earth stand before him. He's in control. He has lost control. He knows exactly what he's doing. So my whole thing is if you don't like what somebody else is doing, uh, I suggest you really make sure your affairs in order because obviously uh, you're slipping out of God's uh, position yeah. <laughs> because you're not trusting God. And we don't want us to continue to try to join the crowd. No, no, don't. So like I said, check, check yourself. When yeah. you, you see somebody else's tires are flat, go check your tires. Amen. Thank you so very much. <laughs> All right, I love you, sis, and love thank you, you for too. calling in. Thanks God bless for the you. Insight. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. We appreciate that, and we love uh, questions and comments, and this is what this is about. This is iron sharpening iron. This is how we're going to get better uh, and uh, in the Word of God. It's very important that we have these passionate conversations. So I really, really encourage your questions, your thoughts, your comments, and the thing is is that we want to get into the kingdom together. Amen? So I appreciate you, Sister Dorothy, and I love you more. So we were talking about people that cannot bow before God. And if you cannot bow before God, you, you, there's no way that you can resist the devil. You just can't resist him. You're not in a position to. So, um, let's look at the problem. Now, the believers, they have a three part enemy when <laughs> the third part of the series and we as believers have a three part enemy and the problem and I like you to divide a paper if you have it and write problem on one side and write solution on the other. So uh, let's get to it. Okay, we have problem on one side. We have solution on the other. So let's look at the problem. The problem is going to be the world. That would simply be the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And uh, we can support that in Scripture. But uh, that's the first problem. And the second problem is the flesh. And the third problem is the devil. So that's on our problem side. We have the world. 
we have flesh and we have the devil. Okay? So now we need to go into scripture and we need to support that. So the first thing we're going to go to is First John. And we're going to go to the second chapter. And we're going to look at verses uh, 15 and 17 to establish the problem in the world. Amen? So that would be First John chapter 2. And we are looking at verses 15 through 17. And so the word of God says this. And verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 17. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides Forever. So that's the first problem is the world. Now let's look at the flesh. So again, this is the, the believer's three part enemy. So now let's look at the flesh. So we are going to go to the book of Romans. All right. And we are going to go to Romans chapter seven. So let me get to Romans chapter seven and we're going to look at verses 18 through 24. So verse 18, and again, I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this. For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. I need to be in 7. That was 8. I thought it wasn't right. So I apologize. Again, I'm in Romans 7. I want to go to verse 18. And the word of God says this. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells for to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Verse 19. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. 20. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. 21. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. 22, for I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man. 23, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. 24, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And it says, 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God for with the flesh, the law of sin. So there it is. And I went down to verse 25. That was Romans 7, 18 25. Okay, so that's the flesh. Now we look at the devil and we are going to go back to first Peter. Chapter 5, verse 8. 
And I read that initially, uh, verse 8 and 9. But let's look at verse 8 again. So, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay? That's your adversary. So, we have a world component. We have a flesh component. And then we have an adversary, the devil, component. And again, we need to respect him as our adversary. Know everything you can about him. Recognize him. We need to be alert. You can't be alert if you're sleeping at the switch. You can't be alert if you are taking in so many different philosophies and <laughs> Christian tainment and false doctrines and in love with false teachers. You are being weakened. You are being poisoned. You are being diseased. And you are ripe for the picking. And you have to resist him. That's what we're talking about today. To resist. So now let's look at the solution. Now you want to flee the adversary. Okay. And again we're going to get to the other parts. Where I told you resist occurs. In uh, several places in the uh, New Testament. So. The first thing we want to do is we want to go over to 1 Timothy. So let's go to 1 Timothy. And 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 11. So now we're on the solution side of the house. So we are going to flee. So 1 Timothy chapter 6 and we're going to look at verse 11. Amen. So, I am getting there. Thank you for your patience. I appreciate it. Okay, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. And the word of God says this. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. There it is. That is your answer to the problem in the world. Is that you are supposed to do what? Flee those things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Now we want to go to 2 Timothy. And we want to go to chapter 2, verse 22. And this is still part of the solution. And this is under flee. And verse 22 says this. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Wow. So there are those who call on the Lord out of a deceitful heart. And God is not recognizing them. Very, very excellent instruction. Praise God. Now, the part that we need for the solution in reference to the flesh would be to deny. All right. So, let's go to Romans. We just love the Apostle Paul. God bless him. Romans. We are going to go to chapter 6. 
and then we're going to go to chapter 8, but we're going to look at 6 first. So chapter 6, I am looking at verses 12 and 13. And the word of God says this, Romans chapter 6, verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Verse 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Praise God. Your members... Those are the parts of your body. That would be your mouth. That would be your eyes. That would be your ears. Anything that God has created with you so that you can reproduce yourself. So that would be your sexual organs. That would be involved as well. Uh, in addition, your legs. You know, are you running and carrying messages that are not of God? Are you doing things that are not honoring God? Hello? With your hands. So... Let's get real here, people. Deny those things that are causing you to act in direct opposition of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the standard. He's the standard bearer. Now, it's easy to... Put up what it is that you're doing or that you think you might want to do and use it as to what you know your Lord and Savior would do. He's the standard. You can always use him as a measure because he's the correct measure, a righteous measure, an eternal measure. Now let's go to Romans chapter 8. And let's look at verse 13. We're in Romans chapter 8, verse 13. And the word of God says this. For if you live accordingly to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Ooh, it doesn't get clearer than that, men and women of God. Now let's go down to the resist part. And we want to go back to Peter. First Peter. So, I mean, this is a clarion call, men and women of God, with the resist part. You know, we can't have double vision about this. We really have to purpose in our mind what God is really telling us. As far as resist, I mean, this is serious. You, this is, <laughs> it's life and death. You should not be moved. You cannot be moved. You are standing on the word of God and he is telling you how dug in you need to be. That's just how you're going to be able to resist. But again, you first must bow to God. You cannot resist your adversary, the devil, unless you agree to agree with God. It's just that simple. You cannot agree to disagree. You have to agree to agree with God to resist Satan. And let's look at verse 9. Again, we're in First Peter chapter 5, and we're looking at verse 9. It says, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings and experienced by your brotherhood in the world. It's been done. 
It's being done. It's constantly being done. It's a continuous motion. It's a continuous state of mind and state of being. Resist. You can do it. It is not impossible. All right. So let's go to the book of Matthew. Let's start looking at where the resist occurs in the Bible. So I'm going to first go to the book of Matthew. And uh, I think I can get to it. I'm going to try. So I am going to Matthew 5. And I'm going to look at verse 39. And the word of God says this. Now I have the red letter edition. So that means that Jesus is speaking. And verse 39 says this. But I tell you. Not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. That means that we're to minister to them. We don't resist them to the point where we don't share the gospel with them. We need to be able to share the gospel with them. They have to have an opportunity to know God as well. And who are we better than to Witness to them because we were once enemies of the kingdom. Hello? So the thing is, is that don't resist the opportunity to spread and share the gospel. Don't do that. Now, we are going to go to Luke. And let's look at Luke. And we're going to go to... So we have to be steadfast in being an evangelist. Amen? And evangelize and share the good news with people. Don't ever let anybody cause you not to witness. We have to be good witnesses. Amen. So continue to witness. Someone witness to us. Now 21. We're going to Luke 21. And we're looking at verse 15. That would be the next uh, example of uh, resist in the Bible. So 21. Luke 21. And we are going to verse 15. And the word of God says this. Again, I'm in the red letter version, so this is Jesus speaking. And verse 15 says this, For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all of your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Woo! (laughs) That is great. Hello? Do you really understand what our Lord and Savior Jesus is telling you, we will be able to do it. There will not be an adversary alive that can come against the kingdom of God. We are his instruments. We are his foot soldiers. He is capable. Not only is he capable, he will do it. And his word will perform. And his word will perform through us. You ought to get excited about that. That is power. Amen. That he is willing to unleash through us. Believe me, you are equipped with the tools that are needed to do God's work. Don't think that you aren't because you are. And that right there should solidify it. You ought to have new vigor and new life attacking the things that attack the kingdom. And you can do it with your word. Amen. If you operate through the word of God. Amen. This words. Amen. I'm excited about that. Sometimes I just ready to jump out of my seat. I'm just like, where are they, Lord? I'm ready to get to them. 
Believe me, I'm excited about doing God's work, and I hope you get excited too. We are going to Acts chapter 6, and we're looking at verse 10, and the Word of God says this, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. This is talking about Stephen. And Stephen went into the synagogues where the teachers of the word were teaching. And they were not teaching with the right spirit. They did not have the right heart because they were making divisions and separations. And they only wanted to share with certain people and they wanted it to be their way. And Stephen went in there and they were not able to resist him because he was following the word of God as it should be. And he was able to bring it to their attention and they weren't happy about it. Amen. God bless you. See, authority came in there with kingdom authority. He didn't come on there under his own volition. He came under there as a righteous representative of the word of God. That's it. That's what we have to do. Just be able to stand on his word and activate it. Believe it. Hold the line. Don't lose any ground. Can you do that in your own families, in your own communities? Can you even be a good witness to yourself? Praise God. This is what it is. It's resist. So what we got to do. We resist, we withstand, we oppose anything that's not of the kingdom. Now, let's look at Acts 13, verse 8. And the word of God says this. We are going to Acts 13, verse 8. But Elmias, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Hmm. Yeah, see, there's always going to be those that try to substitute their way of thinking, their doctoring, their teachings, their influence. It's a man made influence is for self-promotion and they believe self-preservation but we are never greater than the creator we are the creation we need to understand that and submitting to God you'll be able to resist the adversary because he's real. It's not a pretend adversary. It's a real adversary. And he's not coming for part of you. He's coming for all of you. To devour you in this realm. And to keep you separated from God in the next. Which would be eternity. And that would be forever and ever. Now... Let's keep going. We just left Acts. Now we're going to go over to Romans. And we're going to go to Romans 9. And I'm looking at Romans 9. And I'm looking at verse 19. And the word of God says this. 
you will say to me, then why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? See? When we look at his will, you see the H is capitalized. So we're talking about God's will. And there are those who still believe that they can find fault in God. And they still want to oppose. And I mean forcibly oppose his will. God has never lost a battle. There's never a tie with God. There's never a loss with God. His will will be done. How can you go up against that? This is what you have to ask yourself. To whose gain are you going to be able to benefit when you go against God? God Almighty. From everlasting to everlasting. How's that going to work out for you? Just read about all those who opposed him in the Bible. It's plenty. Plenty who called themselves believers. Plenty who called themselves serving him. It's not always the ones who outright don't recognize him. You got those who say they were with God and were never with him. Yet one of the things of God had a form of godliness. Wanted access to his people. So that they can take advantage. Yes, that's still going on today. It's very prevalent. But if you are not sober of spirit... And vigilant. Then you can't resist. How about that? We are going to Romans chapter 13. And we are looking at verse 2. And the word of God says this. Therefore whoever resists the authority. Resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Whoo boy. I'm going to say that one again. Therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. You need to highlight that for sure. That comes out of Romans chapter 13, and that would be verse 2. You see that theme running several times during that one verse wow amazing so we have done Matthew we have done Luke we have done Acts we have done Romans we still have a little ways to go so let's keep going and I appreciate you following along and highlighting this and we are going to go to Galatians and we are going to go to chapter 2 and we are going to go to verse 11 And the word of God says this. Now when Peter had 
come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. See, Peter had been hypocritical and how he was acting with certain people. So Paul withstood that hypocrisy and brought it to Peter to his face. See, we're learning Christian ethics here, that if you have an alt with your brother, if you have a concern with your brother, then you bring it to them personally. See, that's the way we should do it, to try to resolve it. That's the first thing that we should do. So Paul uh, was firm on the word of God and took it to Peter because he cared about Peter. See, he and Peter were not enemies. They were of the same mind, the same God. Amen? But sometimes we get a little off kilter. And that's why we have accountability partners. And that's why we should hold each other up in love. Because our very lives and souls are at stake. And all it takes is a little cancer to kill the whole body. And that's literally physically and spiritual cancer can kill the whole body as well. So, but Paul didn't live a hypocritical lifestyle. So Peter could and did accept Paul's concern. See, that's the whole thing. Sometimes it's not... The person, as far as the message that they're bringing, it is the actual character of the person who's bringing the message. So Peter knew that Paul was of great character and studied and discipled the things of God. Amen. So now we're going to Ephesians. We're going to chapter 6. And we are going to go to verse 13. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. And the word of God says this. Therefore take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. That's another word uh, that we can substitute in there. Resist. Amen. And it's the Greek word that we've been talking about today. Which is antihistamine. And I told you it's in Strong's 436. And it means to resist, to withstand, to oppose. See, Paul is telling us that this is what we need to do. And at the end, we stand because we withstood. It's a wonderful testimony to have. So now uh, we are going to go over to... Let's see what we have next here. We're going to go to 2 Timothy and we are going to go to chapter 3. So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and we're going to look at verse 8. And the word of God says this. Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith. Yes, Moses had a lot of opposition. And these were from holy men. So you're going to find that. And they resisted the instruction. And where did 
Moses get the instruction from? From God himself. So it happens. Don't think that it won't happen. It does. So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. And the word of God says this. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. And that would be those who resist godly instruction. We, we, we have to understand that. That's going to happen. And let's look and see what Jesus' brother says. We're going to go to the book of James. We're coming down to the last two minutes. So let's get over to the book of James. Oh boy. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right, James, we're going to go to chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 7. And the word of God says this. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I tell you, James, you know how to wrap it up. It's important that we understand about this word resist. Again, before you resist Satan, you must bow before God. You have to do it. There are many who resist God and his godly instructions and end up submitting and serving Satan. Don't be like that. Resist. Stand firm in the gospel. Stand firm in what you know for God to be true in your life. Hold the position forcibly. Hold the position until death. You will be blessed tremendously understand what that word resist truly means and i hope that i have blessed you with part three of double vision resist remember always we love you here and save the lost at all costs until the next time we see you god bless it is our humble prayer that the most high god of all creation and our lord and savior jesus christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of god with your generous donations save the lost at all costs is a holy spirit field live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater las vegas community we can be heard every sunday at 302 p.m pacific standard time on las vegas Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If
If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you bless this ministry? Yes, that's right. Bless them by calling them, emailing them, and share with them that their ministry has blessed you. You can do it. It means they're making a difference here in Las Vegas. Besides, it helps them stay on.